cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm Em, that's Autumn. Hi! Hi, did you watch the Flash trailer? Uh, no. I, you know what? I saw it and was like, I don't care about this. Kind of forgetting that I have a DC podcast nominally. (laughs) It's only important in that both Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman are in that trailer. Oh, oh, I forgot that. I knew there was a Michael Keaton Batman thing coming. I forgot it was that fucking movie. Well, it was going to be uh, Batgirl. Right. They fucking shot that in the head. So I'm still mad. I'm still mad. Yeah. That movie will come out someday. I'm 100% certain of this. Yeah. Um, This fucking Snyder Cut came out. This will come out. But. I think this is going to wait longer. I think this is going to be more like a Richard Donner cut. But in our lifetimes, we will see that movie. Yeah. And everyone will think it's way better than it deserves because it was for basically lost for 10 years or whatever. Um, it's fine. The, it's fine. It'll, it'll come out after like superhero movies are like in a lull phase again, you know? Yes. Uh, and people will be like, wow, there was th- this was like secretly one of the better superhero movies of the, you know. It'll definitely be after after James Gunn's turn at the DC universe, for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, that's all my Batman this week. I have nothing else. I finished TNG. I watched three episodes of The Prisoner. Oh, fuck. <laughs> TNG. Yeah. The, all Good Things yeah. is one of the best Star Trek episodes ever made. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, uh, I was just bawling at All Good Things just because of like... You know, my my own family has a history of Alzheimer's, and so just, like, great episode, and also just, like, hitting my particular heartstrings in a really heavy way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff's good. Going back to season one and seeing everyone in their season one uniforms. And oh, Tasha my God. It's there, so all good. All that stuff fucking rips. <laughs> um, the, basically, the, the, the last moment of Worf Deanna you'll ever get, where they're just actively <laughs> on a date. Beautiful. I fucking love it. He comes and plays cards with them. <laughs> he comes and plays cards with them. You could have done this at any time. Yeah. You, you, we invited you seven years ago, my man. <laughs> you were always welcome. It's so fucking good. Um, it's truly one of the great finales of television. And yeah. it's like not about any, like, it is like about what the show is about. But that is about like, the you know, that Star Trek is about exploring attitudes and emotional spaces and not about flying to a new planet every week. Yeah. And he understands that better than most episodes of Star Trek ever have. Uh-huh. Um, you have, you have some of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ahead of you and not behind you, but that one is high up there. Top five. Yeah. Easy. Um, the, the moment I finished, I texted you, uh, and you just sent me the gif of Q, uh, like leaning towards Picard's <laughs> oh, he's, ear. He's, where Picard's like, Picard's like, what was all this for then? And Q like leans forward and he's about to tell Picard it, 
you know, the, the truth of life, whatever, uh-huh. like so, whatever thing Q knows that Picard doesn't and time's up and he's pulled back and he just kind of like smirks like, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have this conversation again someday. And Picard season two, which <laughs> nobody should watch. <laughs> um, Watching all good things and then watching a YouTube video that just told me what happened in Picard season two. Stupid. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I might just never watch Picard. It seems so ill-considered. I I really kind of want to watch season three because like Worf is my man, but like, ugh. You've got Worf. You've got so much Worf at home already. I, I have so much Worf at home. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, I uh, I watched a little more DS9, um, and I thought about watching more. I was like, hmm, I kind of want to like mix it up, not be in the Star Trek hole. And Nia started watching The Prisoner, so I started watching The Prisoner. Uh, Prisoner fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Not much to say. I'm only three episodes in, and, you know, probably... Yeah, I, honestly, you know, I Prisoner's my favorite television show. There's not much to say about The Prisoner. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. <laughs> good vibes. Yeah. I love TNG and could talk about TNG all day. I love the prisoner and basically never want to talk about the prisoner. <laughs> like that's, that's the, those are the two types of love that exist in the world. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to talk about Batman then? Yeah, sure. Our first episode this week is a bullet for Bullock. Uh, the 67th episode of Batman the Animated Series. This was written by Michael Reeves, directed by Frank Parr. This aired September 14th, 1995. Are you alive in 1995? Not yet. God, I fucking hate you. And I shouldn't everything. say that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, animation services by Studio Junio. What happens in this episode? So, um, Bullock's life is under threat. Um, and he goes to Batman to, like, <clears throat> figure out who is trying to track him down or trying to kill him. Um Batman's like, half the city hates you. And Bullock's like, yeah, half the city hates me. Here's a floppy disk with everybody's names. I need you to... (laughs) You're the detective. Detect. Yeah. Batman says, why? And um, Bullock says, internal affairs wouldn't really uh, help me out, you know? (laughs) Um, So they work together. It's kind of, um, you know, a little bit like... The uh, the battle rages as much as Batman can do. Batman roughs up some suspects, and Bullock does some investigating on his own. Summer Gleason is involved for, like, 30 seconds, you know. Um, this culminates in uh, Batman uh, is like, it must be Vinny the Shark. That guy um, was... <laughs> Weird, weird tonal shift in this episode because Bullock's like, yeah, I put I put that guy away from all his crack houses on the <laughs> in downtown. <laughs> Bullock, Bullock is extremely spouting the war on drugs rhetoric on this. You just got to kind of like, OK, sure. Uh huh. And um, Batman's like, well, he's got a new meth lab. Thank, thank God this show is oppressively white because yes. it would be real troublesome. Yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> um uh so yeah um batman's like well hey he's got a new operation here and i'm sure that he wants to uh uh take you down so let's go get rid of Vinny the shark and they they bust him um and bullock's like well that must be it and they in- interrogate Vinny the shark and Vinny the shark's like i don't know what you're fucking talking about and bullock's like "Ooh, this is bad but i don't know what else to do uh and he goes home 
And it turns out that the guy who was trying to kill him was actually his annoying um, landlord who wanted the apartment, like, wanted uh, Bullock to give up his apartment because it's rent-controlled and also because Bullock is the worst tenant in human history. <laughs> um, uh, he's basically, like, the odd couple opposite of Bullock. He is, he yes. is a nervous, prim, gay-coated man with a pencil mustache. Yes. Um, and he shows up at the start of this episode uh, as sort of a non-sequitur, and you think it's just, like, world-building about, um, you know, oh, this is, like, what Bullock's home life is like. And then you realize, oh no, obviously the only reason they introduced that character is so that he can actually be the killer or the attempted mm-hmm. killer. Uh, and yeah, then he has like a, you know, he becomes the Joker uh, and Bullock carries him away. <laughs> uh, There's a scene in this. Oh, you're not done. Keep going. No, no, I think I'm done. <laughs> okay. There's a scene. Bullock does. end. he's like, ah, I was planning on moving out of there anyway. The apartment sucked. There's a scene where he comes to his apartment and sees what I can only describe as a Roger Rabbit shadow of like a, a uh-huh. like a thug with a gun uh-huh. looming at him. And it turns out to be a, a thousand cockroaches in the shape of a cartoon thug with a gun <laughs> looming in the dark at him. <laughs> at that point, I would turn around and leave. I'd set the apartment on fire probably first, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how, even with rent control, if he was not taking care of his apartment like that, this guy could have evicted him. Yeah, absolutely. Are, the, are we are we meant to imply that all the apartments are run down and Nivens is a slumlord? Or is Bullock just so much of a schlub that he's made the apartment like that? These are the questions. Who could say? Because Nivens' breakdown implies that Bullock's made the apartment like that, which is means to, like, that's reason to evict him. <laughs> yeah, there's like, um, so this episode's great. <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cinema sensing this because it's fun to do yeah. with this show sometimes. <laughs> but I like, don't care. It's a great episode. This episode rules. <laughs> this episode's great, but also it's going really hardcore on like Harvey Bullock is just a fat, gross man who's eating pizza and drinking cokes all the time. And I feel like the yeah. the have you watched the any? Have you watched any um uh, uh, Gotham? No, no. Okay, uh, I only say that because the Harvey Bullock in that is really good. Okay. Um, because um, what's the guy's name that plays him? Uh, Donald Logue plays him. I'm looking at. Um, I, th- I know that I name. Know Let me. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just plays him as like a, I, I, like um, he was on a really f- famous uh show. Uh, why can't I think of the name of that show? The Surfer Detective Show. <laughs> uh. You are just making me think of that fucking surf vampire tweet or whatever. Um, <laughs> 90210? No, no, that's... Um, Terriers. 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 It's, a, it's a famous one-season yeah. canceled show where Donald Logue just plays like a... Like, kind of a loser detective who mostly wants to surf. I think he's a, I think he's a private eye in that. Um, he used to be a cop and gets involved in some shit. It's kind of like, what if a cop show was also the big Lebowski? It's really fucking good. I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, anyway, his version of Bullock is still like a schlub, but his whole thing is like all the, all the cops in Gotham are on the take, but he's the one who's really on the take. And it turns out he's not, he's the only like other honest cop in Gotham. He just also believes in brutal police violence. <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of those kind of guys. It's very funny. That's like Bullock's deal in this episode too, is because like, he says to Batman, like, um, I don't want internal affairs evolved. And Batman's like, you're on the take? And Bullock's like, no, I just rough up suspects too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's weird because, like, 
this vi- this show's vision of Bullock is that he's like a lazy fuck up, right? Like mm-hmm. he's fat and gross and he doesn't get the job done. But every once in a while it leans into, well, actually, he's like the fucking hard hitting noir detective. Yeah. Uh, who, who who basically is only mad at Batman because Batman is the same thing as him, but is like everyone thinks he's cool. He literally <laughs> because hits he's Batman like a chiseled with a, man. You're, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> yes. <episode>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the actual thing about this episode is it's Bullock and Batman teaming up to take on Lee Marvin, um, as like wild jazz music plays. And it's fucking incredible. Yo. That's the shit that matters. <laughs> this, this apparently won an Emmy for, uh, outstanding music and you can music, see why. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it deserved it. It was really good. Um, everyone's on the show just like really hits it out of the park with a single episode having a certain soundscape. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the highlights. There's like a great like big band version of the Batman theme as they're in like a firefight in the middle of the street, yeah. um, which in and of itself is like a much more interesting action scene than this show's had. Typically, it's used normally like it's normally fucking Mad Hatter has a weird contraption <laughs> once again. You're like, why this guy? Stop pushing him Mad Hatter. No one likes Mad Hatter. <laughs> But this is just like Batman and Bullock gunfight in the street. Like Batman doesn't have guns, obviously, but it's literally like a parked car and people firing guns. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's wild. And like the spectrum of what this show's violence looks like. Yeah. um, It's it's so weird. Like um, like Bullock's just like carrying around a shotgun and um, there's like handguns all over this episode. And like it's not like it feels like earlier episodes of this show would be like. Uh, would mention, like, oh, Vinny the Shark is, like, selling drugs, but, like, Batman's like, oh, yeah, he's got, like, a crystal lab, you know, and they're, like, crack houses and all this stuff, and it's like, what is the, like, why did S&P just not care about this for one episode? <laughs> yes. Um, it's, it, it's good. I think, I, I think it makes the episode a little better that it can, like, you know, be a little more, like, gritty noir that it's always trying to be, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, also it just looks really good. Um, the other thing we forgot to mention is that like, this is all happening like that in that week between Christmas and New Year's, I think. Um, and so it's just snowing in Gotham and Gotham in the snow just looks so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got for that episode. Yeah, no, it's just a really good one. It's very nori in like a very fun way. Um, Bullock's great. I don't think we get another like big Bullock. I I think of this as the big Bullock episode. It's like yeah. when robot Bullock's thrown into the bat signal, and then this one. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two Bullock scenes for me. Um, our next episode then is Trial, which is the sixty eighth episode. Uh, story by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Teleplay by Paul Dini, directed by Dan Reba. Uh, Dongang Animation Co. Limited did the animation. This aired May 16th, 1994. Uh, briefly summarize what happens in this episode. Uh, they try There's to do... Happen. This could go on forever. Don't do this forever. Please, love God, spare us. <laughs> they try to do another Almost Got Him, and it's not nearly as good. The end. <laughs> um, uh, specifically, this is... Yeah, this is... The the inmates of Arkham Asylum break out and decide to hold a trial using Janet Van Dorn, who's like the defense attorney we've seen before. She's basically Harvey Dent's replacement, um, mm-hmm. who hates Batman, um, to prosecute the Batman for being the reason the villains are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, we're going to get him because she hates him. And like they capture Batman and bring him in. And everyone comes in and gets like exactly 30 seconds to say their bit. Most of the villains don't even talk. Yeah. Um, you get way too much fucking ventriloquist and uh, 
Why Matt is Hatter. Matt Hatter in every fucking episode of this TV show? <laughs> I do. I don't know. I. I mean, I guess on some level they're probably like, "Oh, we really like working with Roddy McDowell." I understand. Sure. I would love working with Roddy McDowell too. But the Matt Hatter <laughs> fucking sucks. Uh, um. This also. This also is like baby's version of Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Um. It's like a fun idea to have like the inmates running the asylum and they put uh, Batman on trial, but it is very much just like we do little we do one little vignette of like here's Two Faces deal as if I don't fucking know he's got two faces, <laughs> like yes. Um, so here's here's the thing. This episode, mm-hmm. uh, this, this ties into all good things. This episode was on the table as potentially being the idea for the for the Batman the series movie when they were planning that out. Um, if you cut the Mad Hatter. And you, I could see a version of this episode that is better. It's like expanded outwards into like an hour and like 80 minutes, right? Yeah, I can see the version of it that, that like, I'm like, yeah, you could turn this into a movie. But as of the 20 yeah. minute episode where it's just, here's this guy's deal. And then we cut back to Gordon finds another clue. Gordon finds yeah, another clue. As far clue. as I can tell that they're, they're, the whole thing was like. This is just telling people shit they already know if they like Batman. We don't need to do this as the movie. Like, who's that for? And then one mask the phantasm, which uh, is funny in that, like, all good things uh, and Star Trek Generations are being written at the same time. And there was initial, like, no, they were like, we're writing these both. One of these is going to be the finale. One is going to be the movie. And then kind of shuffle around what that was going to look like. When you when you watch Star Trek Generations, keep that in mind. (laughs) That's all I ask. (laughs) All good things. Generations of movie I fa- infamously fucking hate. So all good things is better because it's an episode of the TV show. I think um, two episodes of the TV show. Yeah. But yes, yeah. I I think it's better because it is functionally a TV movie at the end of Star Trek. You know, yeah. and not the like big budget. We're putting this in theater. Here's a bunch of special fancy effects, and everybody's got new uniforms. Yes. You know, the, the the thing about this that's like chilling is i can envision the 22 minute episode of mask of the phantasm and it fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking true because <laughs> it is just batman gets a new girlfriend she immediately dies at the end <laughs> yeah she's like oh it turns out she's like a mob heiress who wants to kill all the mobsters uh the end <laughs> that would just be every other episode of this show <laughs> yeah yeah uh, anyway, this episode does the Arkham Asylum thing where all the villains run. It's like, oh, the, the mad guys are running the madhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly involves Gina Van Dorn realizing that every all the Batman villains are too cartoonish to take seriously. And thus it's good. Batman puts them in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this weird like, no, the system works entirely vibe to the whole thing. When this show is self-reflective, it's self-reflective in really stupid, insecure ways. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather they just not do this because <laughs> it just like validates the this episode goes further to validate the thing. Or it's like Batman just punches mentally ill people when he they need treatment more than any normal episode of Batman ever does. Yes. <laughs> um, well, it's also it just like it's it feels totally like inert because like, yes, it is just Bat- Batman just tells her vamp just waste time and lo, time was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, she's like, maybe you do do good, but I still think you're kind of outside the law. And he's like, yeah, I'm Batman. Yeah. Flies away. <laughs> uh, Bullock said the same thing to me last episode. And I told him to fuck off too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, There's a clown who gasses thousands of people all the time. <laughs> yeah, you need a Batman. Like, I don't know. It's not that hard. It's not that deep. Yeah, it also... Uh, I feel like... It feels... And this can't be true because this is like 1993, but it feels like mm. it is responding to like internet forum comments about like, oh, ba like Batman being a bad guy because like it ends up just flipping it on its head of like, actually, all the bad guys made the Batman, which is also like not true, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I think this episode is genuinely really bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, and not just because it heavily features the Mad Hatter for no reason. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm looking, I'm looking how many episodes of the Mad uh, Hatter we we're got. doing the same thing right now. Um, we have, we have one more remix of Cameo. We've got two in like the Batman Adventures when the, like season three, mm -hmm. I'm once where he's just a hallucination, one where he's in it. So very few. Okay. We're almost out of the woods on this one. Thanks it just happens. God. They're all stacked on top of each other and nobody likes this little gremlin man. Uh, <laughs> it, also, just like, you know, he gets to say his piece and it's just relitigating things that I already knew because he's like, oh, I would have killed her if, um, if she Dini, didn't love shut me. the fuck up. <laughs> Finish your thoughts. Sorry, I just read something that made me mad. No, that was basically all. It's like, it's just like he tells you what happened in his first episode. And I'm like, I know. I watched the episode. <laughs> um, According to a 1999 Batman Beyond source book uh, in Toy Fair magazine, uh, this is Paul Dini speaking. In the Batman Beyond chronology, Jervis Tetch and Edward Nigma are running a men's clothing store as, quote, close personal friends. Fuck off. Shut the fuck up, Paul Dini. God. I hate this man. <laughs> uh. You can't make the mind control rapist guy the like gay coded character. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just not who he is. He literally is a villain because a lady wouldn't fuck him. Uh, what if the incel was also the gay guy? <laughs> uh, barf. Barf. <laughs> Comics writers have to be stopped. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. No. This episode is not good. Just watch Bullet for Book, Bullet for Bullock twice, and you'll do just fine. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> um, um, oh, weird thing about Bullet for Bullet for Bullock was um, because this aired a lot later than it was um, the production order. We got the new OP yeah. with the 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 Adventures of yes, Batman and Robin. I hate, it. I hate it so much. I hate I, it. It's it's one. It's like. It's like just like a broad like here's like the score that you'd run on like a B like B roll reel when you're trying to get awards right, mm -hmm. but also just set to clips of the show, just contextless clips of Batman and Robin doing stuff. To which I go, you've used every Robin action clip the show has ever had because this man does nothing in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like we went from like here's like the, the archetypical like Batman story told like in. You know, no words. It's just music and images. That's yeah. so cool. It feels cheap. It feels so cheap. <laughs> yeah. I was. I thought it felt cheap when I was a kid. I watched this. And I was like, "What? Why? What's? What's? Why is the Batman thing different? Why does it suck now?" They had. They had like the best Batman thing. Like just thirty seconds yeah. of here's Batman's whole deal, and they replaced it with yeah, like award show music. <laughs> yeah. Even when I was like. Eight years old, which is how old I'd be when these are airing. I would look at this music and go, well, why is this weird? It's like when I watch TNG and syndication, I'd be like, these episodes where they don't have collars are worse. Why is that? 
didn't understand that they were out of order in these early seasons for, until later. But like, I'd watch it and be like, why do these ones suck? Uh, anyway. Anyway. We will suffer just a few more episodes of this uh, because we're, you know, we're like motoring through season two. Season two is short. Yep. I think it's only like 20 episodes and we're like three or four in. Yeah. Um, but next time we're watching Avatar, which I think is just a weird racist Egyptian mysticism episode. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and uh, then we're watching House and Garden, which is the absolutely unhinged <laughs> Ivy episode you watched a little bit of two weeks ago. Poison Ivy infertility plot. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, shouldn't she be an arc? Whatever. Well, <laughs> this this show doesn't have continuity like that. Uh, and no. where can people find you online? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You should listen to all my podcasts at neuralmapping.com. But the one I most want you to listen to is actually Around the Long Fire, the podcast I do with Neve, where we talk about Icelandic sagas and basically everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this episode was really um, good this week. Yeah, we talked about um, 90s anime and Twin Peaks season two specifically. And... Uh, couple other things besides i don't even remember what it just kind of goes it's just like where the whim takes us um i like it a lot it's very Um, funny because you just are like yeah i think like no one says that's about all i have to say about the sagas it's just that like it felt like the steam like the the you ran out of steam a little bit on saga talk and it's just like yeah so i read or i watched the first two episodes of the prisoner (laughs) yeah i mean i knew that there was something (laughs) um but yeah um that's how it goes book clubs are hard because you, you read a thing that's like it's not the finished story right like mm-hmm. you, we, watch, you read like 20 chapters but there's like 60 more to go so there's there's no resolution it's time to segue to something else that's talking about some movies and some anime yeah um anyway where can people find you people can find me on twitter at autumnal underscore coffee you can find me on co-host at autumnal you can go to export odd.io that'll take you to the patreon page we got links to all the free feeds for all the podcasts for a dollar a month, you get this show early and a bunch of others. And for $5 a month, you get uh, extra episodes of Coffee and Comic Books. You get extra episodes of... You get all the episodes of Pop Town Funk. That's never free. <laughs> um, so yeah, go check that out. Um, people, uh, I, I want to... Because there's probably a lot of overlap in this audience. Uh, I'll tell people that there's no stairwells again tomorrow. Um, my I had a terrible work week that derailed last week's recording and then nia had a terrible week that derailed this week's recording so stairwells will be back soon it's just we're having a hard time <laughs> but coffee and comic books keeps on rolling so people should go listen to our episode about ducks and in a couple of days there will be an episode about um understanding comics by scott mcleod that i think people really enjoy so i think the i think it's like yeah. an hour and a half i think it's like the longest episode we've done so far Oh, I'm really excited because I uh, like that book a lot. Yeah, it's a great Warts book. It's also stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's old and the landscape of comics he's describing is really limited and outdated. But I still think there's like a lot there about what sequential art brings to the table. Mm-hmm. But it's also like that book is a great thing to read and then go like, well, I read manga. So fuck all this. <laughs> <laughs> Scott McCloud also I- thinking I, I should just read more manga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um 
not that like manga is like a, a well like a thriving economy of creation right it, it mm. sucks there too people literally killing themselves all the time have been for decades um but you look at the output and you're like fuck this is just so much more impressive to me <laughs> yeah and it's funny because like mcleod i'm not gonna say it in life just in that book has no space for like the production of comics the economy of comics the like you know, material realities. Yeah, he is not a materialist. And right? so, and so, like, he'll reference manga like pretty regularly throughout the book, and it's always just like, "Wow, these all these cool Japanese comics that are way better than ours." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun. We we had a we had a really good talk about all the the peaks and valleys of that book. So, um, uh, yeah. Until next time. Uh, Batman. Batman. I forgot our outro for a second. <laughs> well, you usually say the until next time part, so I. Yeah, I know. Alright.